You talking about football? Yeah, football. NFC North. Let's talk football. Welcome back, everybody. This is Headed North, an NFC North podcast, and I'm your host, Detron. It was a short week here in the North. There were only two games. Both of these games were divisional games, of course, and it was Thanksgiving. So you know the Lions were going to be on TV, taking on the Green Bay Packers at home in Detroit. And Chicago traveled to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, who were coming off of a loss by one point against the Denver Broncos. And I'm just going to make my public service announcement real quick so we can get it out of the way for all the Green Bay Packer fans that listen to the show. I give you guys a lot of crap. And leading up to this week, I have enjoyed every bit of it. But not after Thanksgiving. I didn't enjoy it one bit. You guys came into Detroit in front of a national audience and gave us a and gave us a beat down. I don't like it. Don't like it one bit, but you deserve every bit of that win because Jordan Love and crew came into town and balled out. All right, that's enough of me giving Green Bay Packers fans love. Let's move on to actual storylines from the games. But before we do that, let me send you over to our sponsor for the week, which is going to be Off Rack Shop. Off Rack Shop, take it away. Our sponsor this week is OffRackShop.com. OffRackShop.com is an online thrift store. They have men's and women's clothing, shoes, accessories, and more. Usually about 300 items to choose from. So if you haven't already, check out our description for 15% off your next purchase at OffRackShop.com. All right, so first up, we're going to talk Lions and Packers. And here's what we know. We know that Detroit barely escaped losing to Chicago at home the week before. So this was an opportunity for Detroit to come out, get an early start, be impressive in front of a national audience on a short week on Thanksgiving where all eyes were going to be on them. And Green Bay was coming off a late game drive to beat the Chargers and they were looking to keep that momentum going. And well, they did. 29 to 22 is how it finished. Jordan Love was 22 for 32 for 268 yards. Three touchdowns, no picks, no sacks. Honestly, he never even really looked rushed when he was in the pocket. 125.5 QBR. And I must say, I talk a lot about getting uh, Watson the ball. I didn't mean against my team. Don't start throwing him the ball when you're taking on the Lions. He caught five passes, 94 yards, and a touchdown. And the first play of the game, big downfield play to Watson for like, I don't know, 50 something yards. It was crazy that he wanted to come alive against us, but I'm glad to see that they were getting him the ball and getting him involved because clearly it led to them getting a win. Jordan Love was spreading it around seven different receivers. They all had okay games, but it didn't seem like anybody was honestly dropping the ball. Everything that touched their hands was glue, which is crazy because I'm not used to seeing that from this team early in the season. But whatever, it was an impressive performance by the Green Bay Packers. The Lions, on the other hand, did not look so impressive. And it is becoming pretty obvious to me and most of the people watching that as Jared Goff goes, so goes the Lions. Against the Bears, it was three picks. They were able to mount a comeback, but still, those three picks almost made it impossible for them to win that game. And this week, it was three fumbles. All of them lost. Jared Goff ultimately swung the game out of reach because he was giving away the ball in unopportune times, which 
until the last two games hadn't really been a problem. But you're now starting to see a trend of it. First, breaking his streak with the interception three weeks ago, and then the three interceptions with the Bears, and then the three fumbles this week. If Jared Goff has a great game, the Lions have a great game. If he does not, they are definitely going to need some other folks to step up, namely the defense, to try to help them win a game. Montgomery and Gibbs, they both did their part. They both had greater than 50 yards on the ground. I think Montgomery had over 70 uh, Khalif Raymond and Amon Rase Brown both had 90 plus yards in the air. Laporta chipped in with five catches and a touchdown. I mean, they tried to rally at the end, but it just wasn't enough. They ran out of time to be able to come back and take the Packers. And so the Packers walk out of Detroit with a win and with hope. Green Bay has a test next week. Green Bay will be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. That's Probably the least favorable matchup of the rest of their games that they have this year. They're taking on the Chiefs, and then it's the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears. The Packers could do a lot to put themselves in playoff position if they knock off the Chiefs. But even if they don't, they got a pretty good chance of running off their last four games with wins. And that would put them in a position to potentially make a wild card playoff spot. Detroit, on the other hand, has got to watch out. Even though they are 1-1 one one for their last two games, it almost feels like they lost the last two because of the poor performance against Chicago. So Detroit's got to really tighten it up, and specifically Jared Goff's got to make sure to limit the turnovers to keep this team in a position where they are owning the North. Detroit has to bounce back this week against the Saints, and the Saints are in the hunt. They are right there just outside of that wild card space that uh, the Minnesota Vikings are holding on to right now. So the Lions have to be careful not to underestimate the will that the Saints will have to want to win this game. And then the Lions still have two games that will really help to solidify them owning the division for the year and potentially how they end their season. They're going to play the Minnesota Vikings two more times in the two times in the final three weeks. So Detroit really can control their destiny as it sits right now with Minnesota being the team closest to them in the win column. Moving on to the Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings. So what do we know about this game? Coming into it, we know that Chicago, as I mentioned just a moment ago, barely missed beating the Lions at home. And they're coming in three and eight, with not much of a presence in a chance to getting into the playoffs. They don't have much of a presence in the North as a contender. So Chicago's really just playing for pride right now. What we know about Minnesota is they just came off of a one-point loss to Denver, an upstart Denver team who's starting to look pretty good. But Minnesota is still 6-5. and They were still just a couple of steps behind Detroit even after their loss. But what happened in this game was interesting. Nobody wanted to win. It almost looked like they were trying to give the other team the game. It finished with a score of 12 to 10. Chicago won on a field goal by Cairo Santos, which they didn't score any touchdowns. It was all field goals by Cairo Santos, but he clinched it for them in this 12 to 10 win against Minnesota. But just barely, this was a game of giveaways, honestly. Fields went 27 for 37 for 217 passing yards. He had 12 rushes for 59 yards. 
But like I mentioned, zero touchdowns. He threw zero picks, but he fumbled the ball twice and gave it away both times. Dobbs, this is like his second week in a row where it looks like he's moving backwards. He went 22 for 32 for only 185 yards, one passing touchdown, but threw four picks. And most of those interceptions were like blatant. Like I would have potentially not thrown that interception. That's a lie. I probably would have thrown that interception too. But what I'm saying is it was very obvious to all those watching on TV that that was going to be an intercepted pass for the majority of those four interceptions that he threw, yet he still threw them. I don't understand it. Top performers performed for them though. Five catches for Hawkinson, six catches for Addison. Hawkinson had 50 yards. Addison had 39. And even though neither team played like they wanted to win. There were two people who showed up to the game with an intent to make an impact. The first is DJ Moore. And man, does it feel good to talk about DJ Moore getting the ball. DJ Moore caught 11 passes, 114 yards. He averaged 10.4 yards per catch. That's a first down every time you throw in the ball. So why wouldn't you throw him the ball more often? And Cairo Santos came, hit four out of five. He wasn't perfect, but his long of 55 and his game-winning field goal are really the highlights for the Chicago Bears outside of DJ Moore's performance. You did have seven catches from Cole Komet, and the rest of the team chipped in in their way. But what do we care about coming out of this game? Well, I'll tell you, each win seems like the Chicago Bears are trying to hold on to Eberflus's job. Every time they get a win, like throughout most of this game, I thought like, well, the announcement's coming that he won't be employed next week because they look bad. But mainly they looked bad because Justin Fields was turning the ball over, late in the game at least. Throughout the majority of the game, I thought they called an okay game, just couldn't get in the end zone. Eberflus has to have one of the hottest seats in the NFL coaching world right now. Now, I mean, Frank Wright didn't even get a full season, not a full season. And Eberflus still has a job after, what, like, what's this, three years now of mediocre, very mediocre performance? It's, it's, it's got to be almost that time. I can't believe that he's got too much more leeway there in Chicago. Chicago is essentially playing for pride right now, while mathematically they're not eliminated. They got the Lions, the Browns, the Cardinals, the Falcons, and Green Bay to finish out their season. If they win out and some folks lose out, Chicago could potentially find themselves in a playoff spot. But boy, is it a long shot. And on the other side of this coin, Minnesota is still very much in the mix. As a matter of fact, they still hold the final wildcard spot despite their loss. But they do have... 5-6 Five and six Green Bay, five and six LA Rams, and the five and six Saints right on their heels for that last wild card spot in the NFC. So it is going to come down to these last few weeks to figure out what the picture and playoff picture is going to be like here in the NFC North, but also in the NFC in general. But what we got right now here, the Lions are leading the division. Green Bay's not eliminated. Minnesota's in a wild card spot. And, you know, Chicago's just out here trying to play spoiler with an outside chance of still trying to make the playoffs. 
So that's our recap for the week. I'm going to kick it over to Matt with spreading the field. I know one thing. If you put in his lock of the week, then you got paid last week. Let's see if we can do it again. Matt, take it away. This is Matt, your resident Vikings fan, and this is Spreading the Field. Welcome back. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Um, Some of the Thanksgiving football was good, depending on who you cheer for. Not so good for other fans. And then, you know, that ended up the Week 12 results, NFC North on full display again on Monday Night Football, and that was a pretty rough game. I don't care if you're a Bears fan or a Vikings fan. That was an ugly game. But we'll get into the Week 12 results real quick before we jump into Week 13. Week 12, we had two games, and uh, we were wrong on both of them. 0 for 2 on our games. Luckily, we threw in a bonus lock of the week. Sam Laporta, anytime touchdown, uh, coming through big to keep us from having a big goose egg there. So 1 for 3 on our predictions, 33% on the week. That moves us to 55.56% on the year. And our lock of the weeks are at 63.64%. So hitting pretty good on the lock of the weeks. See if we can't get the predictions up uh, as we go through the week, though, here. So last week, uh, we picked the Vikings. All right, we'll start with Thanksgiving. Let's not jump to Monday night. We picked the Lions against the Packers. The Lions were favored by 7.5 points, and I honestly didn't think that was going to be enough. Turns out it was plenty as the Packers actually win by seven. The Packers almost cover the reverse spread here. Uh, Just a little short by a half point there. This game, the Packers jump out to a 20-point first quarter and some weird things happened in the first half that went Green Bay's way. Um, The Lions never really seemed to get back. They played okay, uh, especially in the second half. They came out, they hit some things, got some points on the board, but they just couldn't overcome the deficit. Uh, Packers break out of the 20-point uh, first quarter, and that's enough for them to add a few more field goals and stuff and keep the lead. They went 29-22 on a big Thanksgiving opening game there. If you're a Green Bay fan, that moves you up right outside of playoff chances here. You're creeping back up. Man, who would have thought the way this year's been going that the Packers would be in the playoff picture, Vikings technically in the playoffs right now, and the Lions leading the division. Right now, the NFC North with three teams with legitimate chances at the playoffs. And, you know, if you're Detroit coming off this game, you got to be looking forward to next week for a get-right game. So we'll see what we got going on this week with Detroit and Green Bay, see how this momentum carries over from Thanksgiving. Our other game, though, on Monday night, the Vikings, Bears, national television. And this was the first Monday night game that could have been flexed out. And I really think ESPN regrets they didn't flex this game out. This should have been a Sunday afternoon game. Nobody but Vikings and Bears fans watching. But instead, it was just terrible Monday night football on TV. Josh Dobbs throws a four interception this in this game. And, I mean, obviously the Vikings lose this game with four interceptions, right? But that's the problem. Even with all the turnovers, the Vikings should have won this game. The Bears could not score any touchdowns. It's just field goals, field goal, field goal. To the point, 10-9 to late in the game, the Vikings' touchdown really feels insurmountable the way the game's been going. And then one huge play at the end. The Vikings not being able to get a first down and having to punt – 
that was bad, a really bad punt there at the end. But credit Justin Fields and the Bears. They came out and in a game that was missing a lot of big momentum plays at the very end when it mattered, Fields delivers a big momentum play to get down into field goal range. And the Bears are able to kick the field goal, basically run out the clock. Vikings have 10 seconds left. They run a weird version of a Hail Mary, pass the ball around, backyard football. that You're just thankful nobody gets hurt on at the end of the play. But big win for the Bears, I guess. I don't know. Bears fans, I don't know if you're wanting to lose to better your draft pick now. If you're wanting to win to get closer to maybe – trying to say you're in the playoff picture either way though bears haven't had a lot of wins this year they get one over the vikings vikings were looking good in the playoff seating still in a pretty decent spot but the packers closing in and the vikings have dropped back-to-back games uh coming off two weeks ago against the broncos and then now against the bears where those were big games that they needed to win uh, Vikings and Bears both going into bye weeks this week so it'll be interesting to see in two weeks how these teams come out a lot of speculation in Minnesota around the quarterback position. After the four interceptions, does Dobbs start coming off the bye? Uh, do we see Jaron Hall again? Will they go to Nick Bullins? A lot of questions for Minnesota coming out of the bye week, but a couple weeks now uh, to see what we have in week 14. But before we get to week 14, of course, we've got to go through week 13. Week 13, we've got two games again. We only have two teams playing, but they're not playing each other. So we've got the Lions going down to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And the Lions are favored by minus four here. And I think they're going down to the big easy, and they're going to get a big easy win down here. The Lions have looked not themselves the last couple weeks. I think that this week, though, this is where the Lions are going to get back on track. The NFC South is a struggling division, to say the least. I think the Saints are a perfect team for the Lions to come play on the road, shake off last week's game against the Packers, and just reassert themselves here at the top of the division and you know, really trying to hold on to that spot. Um, the Vikings losing obviously helps them with that, but – it's, it's still a big game here for them to get a win and keep pushing that number one seed a little farther away from everybody else at the bottom. So Lions minus four at the Saints. Detron, give me the Lions minus four. Our second game, we have the Chiefs going on the road to Lambeau to play the Packers. And, and the Packers are just getting disrespected in this game. They come off a huge Thanksgiving win against the Lions in Detroit, go back home, and they are six-point home underdogs. Now, I don't know if I think they're disrespected enough to think you picked the Packers' money line here, but I think you definitely have to take the six points that the Packers are getting here. The Chiefs, the Chiefs have looked very vulnerable this year. They're still good. They're still probably going to find a way to win most of their games. But we haven't really seen the Chiefs very often this year as in years past put a Chiefs beat down on anybody. So the fact that the Chiefs have to cover six points in this game, this has me feeling like it's going to be a weird field goal, last second, 
drive by Mahomes where he comes out and throws a dagger and breaks the Packers' heart. They probably win this game. Packers probably lose. But Detron, give me the Packers plus the six points. I think Green Bay keeps it close. Love has looked really good the last few weeks. It's going to be interesting to see if he can keep that rolling. And if he does, you know, NFC North can be a little nervous if you're on the other uh, end of this with the other teams here because Jordan Love being good in Green Bay is a bad sign for the rest of the teams going into next year with all the uncertainty. So we'll see if Love can finish out the year strong. Big test this week with the Chiefs coming to town, though. But Packers plus six, that's too many points for me to pass up. And then for the lock of the week this week, we're going to roll the dice again on an anytime touchdown. I mean, it worked for us last week and bailed us out from being completely wrong about everything else. So why not try again? This week, going with anytime touchdown for Mr. Romeo Dobbs. And this has actually got a little research behind this. So going back to Green Bay's uh, bye week, coming off the bye, Dobbs has had a game with a touchdown, a game with a touchdown, no touchdown. Touchdown, touchdown, last week, no touchdown. So following the trends, Romeo Dobbs, wherefore art thou Romeo, coming through for us with an anytime touchdown on week 13 for the lock of the week. Detron, that's my picks for this week. Lions minus four on the road, Packers plus six at home, and Mr. Romeo Dobbs, come on down for a anytime touchdown. Thanks for having me on again. Detron, until next week, Skull. All right, thanks, Matt, for those picks. Make sure you guys go out and get your picks in early. We want to try to make you some money this week. And as always, if you listen to the show, we really do appreciate it. If you haven't already, leave us a like, a five-star review. Tell a friend about us. I don't know. Send us an email at headednorthpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to hear if you got a voice note that you want to send us about your team in the North. Go ahead, send it over. It might make the show. As always, if you come back next week, which I hope you do, make sure you got your bags packed because we are headed North. I'm Detron. Peace. You talking about football? Yeah. NFC. North. Let's talk football.